for those of you who are fitness instructors, um, you know, it's think back to when you were going through your program, you know, where they required teaching hours. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you had to teach a body and you were like, like a real body? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like all the things that I think I know that I don't really know now that I'm trying to call on them, you know, and, you know, you know, at the end of the session, the person was still okay. You know, they <laughs> might have actually had a good workout. Who knows? You know, and, and for you, you know, now you're going away from it going, all right, here's what I'm going to do next time, right? Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad and I, are going to dig into the profound conversation I had with Alex in our last episode. It was freaking profound. If Alex you ha- Street. Alex Street. Yes. Absolutely. And if you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now. Go back and listen to that one and then come back and join us. Or be like me, listen to this whole thing. Love him so much that you have to go back and listen to all the other gems we didn't bring up in this episode. So, okay, several of you have been Instagram DMing me on the Be It Pod because you've been seeing all this awesome stuff with the 100 With Me Challenge happening. And I wanted to just tell you, the 100 With Me Challenge is awesome. It happens a couple times a year. We will do it again this year. So no FOMO. Just make sure that you are on the list. It is one of my favorite things to do. It is a 30-day consistency challenge. So you, it's like one of the most funnest challenges out there because you decide how often you're going to do Pilates. You make a schedule. And every single week, we do a live class together, a hangout session together. We give away prizes. People share how many times they're going to do their workout. And it's basically you deciding what your new routine is going to be and then practicing it. Yeah. And look, depending on when you're listening to this, you probably could still jump in, although it might be closer to the end. But like Leslie said, it's definitely something that happens uh, uh, two, three times a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get on the list and join us for the next round. But it, it is it is pretty awesome. And and I do Pilates during the challenge, too. Yes, so. he does. He picks how often he's going to do it. He <laughs> makes the schedule. He posts when he does it, and, and it's it's just really fun. And the whole idea is just to help you have accountability in showing up for yourself. So, yeah, so that's the answer to that question, and I'm really excited about it. I love the hunter with me, and I can't wait till the next one. Awesome. Well, I think we had an audience question uh, this week. We did. My dear. I love audience questions. You can send us your questions at the Be It Pod on Instagram. Yes. You can just send us a DM. Yeah. Just any DM. Ask any question you want. Questions can be about anything. Anything. Yeah. You can talk, ask us about our dogs. Life. And, yeah, life. Business. Business. Sleeping. Oh, I have so many things on routine, sleeping, water intake. I've got water. Brad and I are on a 
three liter minimum take a day right now. Welcome to Desert Life, which brings us to... Why did we move to Vegas? This is such a good question. I think, um, I, I, I hope we don't disappoint the person who's asking this. Only because I remember coming to Vegas and going, I will never live in Vegas. Why would anyone live here? Do you remember when we were here? I don't know what year it was. Maybe a year after we've been married. Maybe two. And we came to see your friends perform. Both of Brad's friends were headliners on the strip in two different shows. Like, badass couple. Yeah, they're and married. Both the leads in shows here in town. Yeah. In Vegas. And separate shows. Both separate the leads. Both the leads. Pretty amazing. And, and uh, they had this their dream house, everything. And they were like, and their shows, they both found out were being canceled at the same time. Yeah, and within weeks of within a week, two weeks of each other, they found out both shows were closing. Yeah, so we we wanted to see them, so we came out to Vegas to see them both perform before the shows closed. And I remember being it was a Labor Day weekend, and I remember being, it's like so hot and it's so smoky, and like why who lives here, right? I do remember thinking it was oppressively hot. Oppressively hot. Right? But I also remember thinking that they had a really beautiful home. They had a gorgeous home. And we, like, living in L.A., their home was multiple millions of dollars in L.A. Because it had a pool, and it had a view, and it had a bungalow. A, a garden with a water fountain in the middle of it. They I had, mean, yes. And they had, like, this, like... Uh, it's like a guest house, like a carriage house or your like mother-in-law suite or whatever you call it. It's like a separate room that we stayed in with our own bathroom. Oh, yeah. And so just coming from L.A., that exists in the multiple millions. It does not exist in the one million or under. No. <laughs> and so anyways, it was 2019 at Christmas. We were doing our pop-up tour for OPC. So we were literally driving across the country to get home for the holidays and stopping in eight cities to teach Pilates, which was so much fun. And our first stop was Vegas because my brother lives here. And I remember we were sitting on the strip having breakfast and we asked my brother, do people live here and not work on the strip? Right. Which is such a dumb question because we lived in L.A. and people live in L.A. who are not in the industry. Of course. But like, you know, you just can't fathom it. And he's like, of course, totally. And so we started doing some research and we're like, well, we'll probably move here in like 2022. Yeah. Well, I think also before we decided that, we then went to teach at that workshop. And when we found the arts district, we were like, this is so cool. This, that was true. And it was so cool. We had this great coffee. It was amazing. They still are here and they have great coffee. And so we were like, yeah, you know what? Probably let's start looking 2021, 2022. Yeah. Because our we're 20, not really in a hurry. No, our 2020 schedule was so packed. Every single month we're in a different country. And so we, <laughs> well, we all must happen in 2020. And y'all, we lived in a 500 square foot apartment with ourselves and two dogs. And when you can't go sit at a bar and work and you can't go to your favorite gym and you can't go to your favorite Pilates, like you can't. Or coffee shop or even friend's house. Or I mean, friend's house is like, know, like, like everything changed and our entire world revolved around our 500 square foot apartment. And we that made no sense. And I was sitting on my meditation chair using suitcases to make a desk, and I was like, "We're moving now." <laughs> so we we were, you know, the reality was like Vegas is it's four hour drive from L.A. We could get so much space for what we were paying in L.A., and it was such a an easy decision because we still go to L.A. Well, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. We, I miss LA. I love LA. It's my favorite place, but, um, Vegas is not far and 
Vegas also has an international airport. Yes, it was very, we had a couple decisions, like we had a, we did contemplate like Hollywood, Florida, and then our friends who we love flew from Hollywood, Florida to our house in Cambodia, and their route sounded tragic. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit much. <laughs> I was like, wow, ours is so much better. Yeah, I was like, can't do that. And, and you can fly from Vegas to Asia in a stop. So that was pretty much the killer of Florida being an option for us. But, um, so yeah, Vegas, we moved here for space. We moved here because we could keep so much of our LA life. Yeah. Like the, some of the best LA restaurants are here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's tons of food here. There's, you know, the, the only thing that we didn't have here really was a community. Oh, I was going to say humidity, but. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's lots of differences, but I, I think when you're, you know, like, like we, we, there was all these positives for moving here, but the, the, the true negative of moving here was community. Yeah. We didn't really have friends here. No, and LA is this interesting mirage of a community because you have a community, but it is as transient as Vegas is and people move all the time. And what we yeah. also realized within a lockdown was like how easy that community could just kind of go away too and so we're still oh building. sure even in la our community really it had really dwindled yeah because we weren't the only ones moving away no <laughs> right so no yeah so i mean we're still working on the community here i had a great coffee date the other day i feel good about the community we're building and our neighbors are awesome so yeah, if they're listening we love you it, <laughs> it, I, I would say i would say it's unique in that we have neighbors that we actually know that wasn't something that we had in la and oh. here I, I mean, we know almost all of our, we know all of our neighbors. So it's, like, it's very interesting. They bring us bread. They clearly don't know that I'm gluten and dairy free, but. <laughs> but they're friendly. What they're, a weird concept. They're so friendly. And also, side note, when we were traveling last Christmas and there was like a water situation happened on our roof, our neighbors like called oh, yeah. us up and oh. they're like, hey, there's a water thing happening on your roof. We know you're not there. And we're like, that is so cool. Do you know what no one would have done yeah. in LA? No one would have called. <laughs> the man, we would have gotten a call from the manager when the downstairs neighbor had a leak coming through their ceiling. Yes. So, okay. Anyway, anyway. That's, thank you for that question. Great question. You're we went down awesome. the memory lane there. That was so fun. We actually haven't talked about that with many people. No one really asks. So thank you for that. All right. Send your questions in to be at pod on Instagram and we will ask them on the next episode. Yeah. Before we talk about Alex Street, oh, I love him so much. I just want to remind you that it is important to prioritize yourself and it is really hard to do that until you practice it. Like prioritization of self is like anything. It's a muscle, especially if you're not used to doing it. And so I want to help you do it. And by that, I mean, I want you to go to onlineplotiesclasses.com slash be it and sign up for a free class. It's 30 minutes. You can do 15 minutes if that's all you want to do. But the act of you logging in, pressing play, and moving your body. It is not only connecting your mind to your body and helping you do life better. It is telling yourself that you come first. And so go to onlineplotiesclasses.com slash be it. That's onlineplotiesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T to get that class and practice your prioritization. Awesome. All right. Time to talk about... Alex Street, I really love, I love this him. guy. He's so, uh, uh, gentle. Like I know. his, his demeanor and everything about him is 
friendly and approachable. Uh, I just like he's like a teddy bear, but he's not doesn't look like a teddy bear. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, you just want to bring him with you. Just want to have him there. Like, he, he's he's just a lovely human being. And we had a chance to meet him uh, in 2019. And I I must say, I wrote this bio myself. Um, I did not take anything uh, from any bio that he had given us. Um, Check out the show notes if you want the real one. (laughs) (laughs) But this is going to be so good because Brad is the best edifier of people. Alex Street was born to be on stage. Totally. His acting career uh, took him into the ministry where he became a youth pastor teaching teenagers, uh, which put him on stage every single week for more than 10 years. Every single week he was on stage for 10 years. He has since become a speaking coach working with everyone from those working in sales to those who are pitching products to executives leading teams. And he's so darn good at it. I'm not kidding. Every time we talk to him. I can't believe you said darn. He's damn good. He's damn good. Well, (laughs) we have had him. Okay. First off, we've seen him speak a couple times at that conference. We've had him in two times as a webinar guest. Yes, he and has then, two courses on on ProfitablePotties.com. And then now, a, yes, two courses on ProfitablePotties.com, and then now in a podcast. And we're going to get, we haven't gotten to our, our favorite parts yet, but I just have to give him a little bit of a plug because he 100% deserves it. Um, many, many, many of my agency members, which is our coaching mastermind for fitness instructors, have hired him for one-on-ones or joined his mastermind, and they're going on the radio. And they are doing amazing posts on their social media. And he he makes speaking, well, he makes speaking magical, which is his fucking thing. So <laughs> That's his somehow he made me say that without even knowing. Okay, so <laughs> let me get into what I loved about the interview. Yes. You're not born with confidence. Showing up creates confidence. <sighs> I think I need to say that one more time. You're not born with confidence. Showing up creates confidence. So... This actually is a really interesting thing because I have so many people who ask me, how are you so confident? I wish I was as confident as you. And I am scared to death most of the time. Like doing the interview with Alex, y'all, I've not been a podcaster before the interview. I was so scared. I was like, I literally was so grateful that Alex was the person because I knew, okay, he he can carry a conversation. If I totally freeze up, he can carry it. The act of doing it is what's made me confident, right? Sure. So um, what I think people see in other people that is confident, probably just higher self-esteem or a little bit of courage and bravery that you can have. It's the, you know, I was, uh, you can, you can be confident on skis and not confident on a snowboard, right? How do you confident on snowboard? You show up and put your feet on the snowboard. I have not done that yet, but this is how it works. So I really challenge all of you, if you're seeking confidence in an area, it doesn't come from waiting. It doesn't come from thinking about it. It doesn't even come from plotting about it. At some point, you're going to have to just fucking do it. And then when it's over and you realize you didn't die, (laughs) you're going to be so much more confident the next time you do it. Brad, what is one thing that you love? I think it's... It's really incredible to just conceptualize the showing up part of it, yeah. uh, you know, because, I, you know, I, I, I know that there's this idea of like education versus experience, Yeah. you know, and and you can be you can study and be completely, you know, book smart and all the things. But until you actually go out and do it, 
you know, you're still going to have this fear. Alternatively, you can never study anything and just go do it. And like, you know, I mean, you still have fear there, but like you can learn it on the job, right? That's the kind of the way I think about it is like, I didn't go to college for it, but I learned it in my job, right? Yeah. From a career perspective. Yeah. Um, that, that, uh, going through and doing it, actually being in it and doing it is going to create that confidence for you. And so it's so funny when we're contemplating, uh, you know, talking to a stranger. Mm-hmm. How do you get over the fear of it? You gotta just go talk to a stranger, right? Yeah. And when you do that, the first thing you're gonna realize is you don't know what to say, you know, and you, 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 you sound silly and you, you, you know, you forget things and, and like nothing makes sense. But at the end of that conversation, they didn't punch you in the face. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're, you know, they didn't slash your tires. Everything's fine. Like, you know, is it, so who's dramatic today? <laughs> Basically, the world did not end. You're fine. Like, even though you made a made a fool out of yourself, even yeah. you're still alive. You're still breathing. Everything's gonna be all right. Probably, if it's a stranger, you never have to see that person again anyway, and it's no big deal. But you walk away from that thinking, okay. I can do this again next time. I'm going to be prepared, but I can do this. Yeah. It wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. So I love that, um, you know, that, that idea of showing up creates confidence. But, uh, one thing he talked about a bunch, which I, which I thought was interesting. He kind of hit on it a few times during the interview. Uh, at first, right out of the gate, he said he felt like he was living two different stories. I know. This is so fascinating. Uh, and I didn't really understand what he meant until later on in the pod where he, started talking about um, his transition from being a youth pastor to being a speaking coach. Such a great story. You'll definitely want to listen to this one. And it made, I mean, it made sense to me at that point where I was like, oh, I totally got it. He, he was clearly confident being a pastor, being on stage, you know, teaching, leading, you know, whatever, all the things. And then when it came to selling himself as a speaking coach he was not confident and he he was like it put me in a position where i felt out of sorts you know where i felt like i i i, I shouldn't be introducing myself as uh you know a, a a speaking coach i should i should be introducing myself as a youth pastor right and so then later on in it he actually said uh you know i probably like, like since, since, uh, the great story that I'm not going to repeat, you got to go back to the other pod and listen to it. But he, he had this experience of, uh, uh, telling everyone he was a youth pastor, even though that wasn't his plan. And afterwards he realized he should be marrying the two. I am a speaking coach because I was a youth pastor. And suddenly yes. it validates, like, it's the authority. You know, like, 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 you know, when it comes to social triggers and and proof and all the things, like, why would he be a speaking coach? Oh, well, because I've been a youth pastor for ten years. I've been on stage more than five hundred times. I have spoken to ten uh, groups of ten thousand. Like, mind blow, what validation all day long. Yeah. You know, so this idea of being in two different worlds, I thought was really interesting. I really, I, I totally resonated with that because when I was learning to become a Pilates instructor and I was managing a retail shop and I had a really hard time telling people that I was becoming a Pilates instructor. Sure. 
And A, because I didn't, I didn't know if I could make a supplies instructor. I did, I just was like taking the classes. And B, like, I just felt like, well, I just started. So maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I can't call myself that. And it was like such a weird thing. And then one day a client that I was teaching came to my shop and she brought her friends up and here's all the girls that work for me. There's a couple customers there. And it's like, this is my Pilates instructor. And like cat was out of the bag. And then it was so funny is that everyone like, you teach Pilates? And <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't believe it because more people were so excited. I don't know what I was thinking that people would think. And I think that was fascinating is that it's like you don't know what people are going to say so then you just think assume the worst which is such a weird thing like or, or we have this idea that we need to separate two worlds yeah, somehow yeah. like i'm never going to tell anyone here about you know <laughs> that i whatever play play sports or that i do this or that i am a podcast host or whatever you know they get you get stuck in this this idea of lanes yeah but no, you're still you. You're still you, and people love you no matter what it is you do. And also, people inherently want to support you. Like this yeah. woman who was teaching me, she didn't think, oh, I'm blowing her cover. She thought, <laughs> I love this girl, and how she's taught me Pilates. And so, and then everybody else is just like, I just, this is so, we love you, and this is so cool that you're doing this. They didn't go, oh, she's going to leave us. And well, my boss wasn't there. But the other people, <laughs> the other people weren't like, she's going to leave us. You know, they were just like, this is so cool. Good for you. Like, I think we underestimate how much people want you, want us to be like, in air quotes, successful. I think it's happy. They want us to be happy. Um, Brad. Tell me. In the action items. Yeah. Let's talk about the be it. Let's talk about bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items that we took away from your conversation with Alex. Um, I, I was actually, this is not something that I guessed he was going to say. Um, no, but I love that you chose this as your <laughs> thing because are you going to tell your story? Um, I can't. Okay. I wasn't planning, but I, t- I certainly can. Uh, tell the, tell the abridged, tell the, the, the Blinkist version. I'll tell the Blinkist version. They're, they're not sponsoring this, but I'll still tell them. Uh, well, first off, Alex said, straight up, get a coach. And he said, if you can't get a coach, put yourself in a room where you can connect with people who maybe they could become a coach. Right? And he, his, his, uh, he said it was bold in that he had to spend money to do it, mm-hmm. right? And executable was just simply getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what he said about intrinsic and targeted, but he, he literally spelled out why getting a coach was all four things. He was so awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I was surprised that that was what he chose um, until I realized that I think that was a, uh, for, for, for him and, and his experience, that was the, the 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 point of change yeah. for him, where his belief, his confidence, everything about it really shifted. And and I agree with him. I mean, when you put yourself in a, a position to be coached, um, I mean, we all went to college. We all, you know, high school, college. We all were. We've all been a student before, um, you know. And then we get past, we get out of that, and we think like, all right, I guess I have to go figure it out on my own. You know, or you learn on the job or whatever, you know, maybe it's been 10, 20 years since you've been in school. 
But when you put yourself in a position to be coached, it's this interesting mindset shift, um, you know, where you can uh, suddenly change your life, you know, and, and that, that coach could be, you know, dedicating yourself to a podcast. That coach could be actually getting a coach. Maybe that coach is someone in your family. Maybe you're hiring someone. You know, uh, it could be a mentor, whatever. It could be your Pilates instructor. Could be your Pilates instructor. <laughs> but whatever it is you're trying to do, you know, uh, having a mentor, having someone, someone who, uh, has been where you're trying to go is so valuable. Um, you know, because you're allowing them to be an authority and obviously, hopefully, you know, you trust them. Of yeah. Course. You should definitely pick someone who, understands like you resonate with that you vibe with don't pick someone that you don't you know um but i think like i love that he said get a coach because i think so many people are like i'm gonna do it on my own and it's like something that i okay this is really funny somebody bought me a birth chart reader for my birthday back when i was like just coming out of being homeless and i was like really that's what you want to do with 170 bucks you can't like, I'll take it. <laughs> so I sent this guy a picture of me, my birth date, my birthplace, and the time I was born. And then we did an hour-long call where he basically told all the stuff about myself. And he said, you've gone as far as you can on your own. Hmm. Whatever, what ideas do you have that you could partner up with? And, like, this is at a time I had, I had some friends, but it's L.A. acquaintances, and I lost a lot of my in air quotes, close friends when I left my ex. And so like I was building my friendship up and I was like, I don't know, I'm blogging on dating with a friend. And there's this other thing. He's like, you need to say yes to anything that's in collaboration. You are, you can't go any further. And so that's when I started looking at, at some collaborations and I started looking at coaching and I couldn't afford coaching, but I would listen to any podcast that had any coaching advice whatsoever. And I would just pretend like, I'm in partnership. We're a duo. <laughs> this person is my friend, is my coach. And, 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 um, I, 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 I love that you picked this because it's so easy for us to say, Oh, I don't want to, I, I can't spend that money. And I'm not saying go out and get yourself a $10,000 coach or hire us or anything like that. A coach can even be like setting yourself up for a membership of some kind that like holds you accountable. It can be. Sure. It can be, it can be a mentor that is just someone you, you say, can you be my mentor? My friend has a mentor. She doesn't pay him. She has dinner with him once every four to six weeks and yeah. she can text him if there's a problem. Some people like to be mentors and she was a lawyer and he was a lawyer. And so, you know, there's these different things and some people like to do that. So I love that because it's basically like you don't have to do this alone. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think, I think there's so many, uh, so many positives to getting a coach. So it was great to hear him say that. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. What about you? Well, so I love that he said sometimes you have to do it for yourself to get you through it. And I, okay, so this is being it, right? Um, one of my questions I ask myself whenever I'm scared to do something or whenever I'm not really sure if I should do something is I really just ask myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? And when I realize mm. that I'm not going to die. I think we covered that. Yeah. No one's going to slash your tires. No one's going to slash. No, I know. <laughs> this is a competition on who could be more dark. When I realize I'm not going to die, <laughs> then it makes it a like, it almost kind of makes it like less scary because I like, 
fear is this funny thing in our brain. Everything sounds like end of the world. But when you put it out there and you're like, well, the worst thing that can happen is I embarrass myself. It doesn't work, blah, blah. But if you can't die, then really you're just going to like, like maybe you fall, but you don't like nothing actually structurally damaging forever is going to happen to you. It kind of takes the edge off and it makes it easier. And, you know, it goes back to if you listen to one of our first episodes where I talked about Amy Cuddy and like being it till you see it and why this thing is here. It's like you got to go do the thing and just get through that first one. Yeah. Because then you're on the other side and you can look back and go, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. It can get better. And here's what I learned. Yeah, I think it's like, I mean, really, it's like, it's not that practice makes perfect, but practice will put you in a position where you are gaining confidence. No, right? practice makes habit <laughs> and habit makes more more confidence for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so like sometimes, you know, even if you're uh, not ready to, I just go back to selling because that's what I, you know, do. But, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you're, you might not be ready and, you know, you, you flub it halfway through, but you did it for you. It's a big step in your own growth to go get out there and go do it. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I think for those of you who are fitness instructors, um, you know, it's think back to when you were going through your program, you know, where they required teaching hours. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you had to teach a body and you were like... Like a oh, real blah, 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 body. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like uh, all the things that I think I know that I don't really know now that I'm trying to call on them, you know, and, you know, you know, at the end of the session, the person was still okay. You know, they <laughs> might have actually had a good workout. Who knows? You know, and and for you, you know, now you're going away from it going... All right, here's what I'm going to do next time, right? And Oh, totally. And here's the other thing. It's like if you're not a fitness instructor, you're like, okay, how does this apply to me? Think about, like, if you're trying to start something that is a new routine, for example, just think back to the last time you started a new routine that you have. Like, go back. Like, to, if you've been running every day, like, when did you start running? Yeah, it was freaking hard to get up that first day and go for a run, and you probably are panting more than you wanted. You might have even gotten lost. Maybe I'm speaking for me, right? (laughs) And you may have realized, like, okay, that didn't go the way I wanted, but I'm still here, and I kind of enjoyed it, so I'm going to try again. Remember when you got lost in St. Louis in, like, 30-degree weather with the dog? Oh, my God. I was running around in circles, everyone. It was one of those, like, developments, and, like, every house looked the same. And I literally got lost, and I had to go search through a text message. I had to text you for the address. Like, where are we staying? Whose house are we at? And then I had to Google Maps it. Thank God we were in the country, and I wasn't on, like, in Cambodia with no Wi-Fi, like, out lost. Anyways, the point is that you need to just do it for yourself to get you through it so that you can take the next step. And whatever it is, rip the freaking Band-Aid off. The sting only hurts a little bit. All right. All right. That's just, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> Rip off the band-aid. Well, my dear, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. We are so grateful you're here. And please just a huge favor. Screenshot this. Share your takeaway. Tag the Be It pod. Let us know what you loved about it. Send us to a friend who, like, needs a little pick-me-up or a band-aid rip-off moment. And um, keep us posted on what you're doing and by sending a DM on Instagram. We will catch you on the next episode. Until then, be it till you see it. Bye. Cheers.
this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.